0: We must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence, whether sought or unsought,
1: by the military-industrial complex. What we do not do is spy unlawfully on Americans. We are leaving in 2014, period.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, we got him.
2: America's public enemy number one in the United States is drug abuse. In order to fight and defeat this enemy, it is necessary to wage a new all-out offensive. You're listening to Biting the Bullet with Luke and Typo.
1: We're fucking back at Biting the Bullet. Um joined with my co-host Typo. Hey And uh some interesting things came out this week. And we uh, we're recording on Sunday, so you guys will hear this tomorrow. And what it was it yesterday, last night? Um, this fucking report came out that you sent to the group, or was it this morning that that, that report came out? Oh, I
3: think it came out. I think it came out today. But it's the if you guys don't on Twitter, you can follow like Disclose TV. Yeah, we're at Disclose TV. Like honestly, they're really good. They just share like articles about like pretty important stuff in the news, and they're just a good follow on Twitter. But, anyways, they shared a link, and this is to the Washington Journal. Is that correct? The Wall Street Journal. And uh, it says that, that the lab leak l- most likely origin of COVID-19 pandemic is, this is from the United States Energy Department, which me and Luke both before the show talked how this was kind of like, I don't really know, I'm like why the energy department is commenting on this
1: (laughs) yeah i don't i'm super confused and that's the other thing like these all these different departments that the united states government has it's like what do they really fucking do because i don't understand why the energy department is researching the lab leak theory like i don't i don't get that
3: yeah i don't i don't really understand either and this is pretty stupid. I was going to read a little bit from the article, but they want me to pay and I'm not I'm not doing that.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck that. But uh, apparently it's what what did it say? It was basically just saying that uh that they it's almost guaranteed now that it was leaked from the Wuhan lab and it's China's fault. Uh yeah, so
3: I I did uh get a little bit of it earlier, but basically it was saying that the energy department um was undecided on the origins of the virus and that that's what it was it updated in 2021 i think but the article is saying but um this was but this was from a like the director of the national intelligence agency so i don't really understand like why they're i don't i, I just i didn't like there's so much of these departments that I just don't quite understand because there's so many of them and how they work and like who's in charge. But basically, what they're saying is that they were undecided for like the longest time, and now the energy department has come out and they changed to they think it came from a lab, and they're blaming um China and how they like take care of their viruses and what they, um, like they just basically say that they were, um, they in. They weren't like properly storing these viruses and taking the safety precautions like they were supposed to. They were skipping over a bunch of them for whatever reason. And yeah, so the the they're blaming the Chinese government for this spillover and at so least this in this is, article
1: so uh, in this article, this is what I what I can see. It says the new report highlights how different parts of the intelligence community have arrived at a disparate judgment. About the pandemic's origin. The Energy Department now joins the Federal Bureau of Investigation in saying that the virus likely spread via a mishap at a Chinese laboratory. Four other agencies, along with the National Intel- Intelligence Panel, still judge that it was likely the result of a natural transmission, and two are undecided. The Energy Department's conclusion is the result of new intelligence and is. Wait, the Energy Department's conclusion is the result of new intelligence and is significant because the agency has considerable scientific expertise and oversees a network of U.S. national laboratories, some of which conduct advanced biological research. The Energy Department made its judgment with low confidence, according to people who have read the classified report. The FBI previously came to the conclusion that the pandemic was likely the result of a lab leak in 2021 with moderate confidence and still holds to this view. So the FBI is like, yep, it came from this lab. It was a leak and it was a natural transmission. So that means somebody wasn't following the proper protocols. It got on contaminated and they got sick and then it spread like wildfire from there. Now this just goes like with everything going on between Ukraine, Russia, China, and everything else. This is kind of seems like a psyop to me. It has no I think they're passing it off as an accident right now, but I think we'll see the language turn and say that it was purposefully done by the Chinese people or the Chinese government, the CCP, um to fuck up. The world. I bet you that's where the narrative goes to at some point.
3: Yeah, I kind of said that. I like, or sorry, I kind of think that too. I kind of think that the, well, like, it's pretty, it, it is pretty, like, interesting that they have, they didn't, like, completely blame it on China, like, right away. I know, like, Trump made some comments about it, but that was kind of like his rhetoric. Like, he kind of had this, like, anti Chinese yeah. rhetoric with him. And, but yeah, it is pretty weird that like these organizations aren't like trying to like blatantly go after China like straight up like, no, this is their fault. Like they did this on purpose or like like they're not talking about that angle a lot. Like they don't really mention like the outlets from a Wuhan lab in China, but they don't really like blame the Chinese a lot of times. They kind of it's kind of weird. But now I think the like Like, I think it'd be, they'd have to, they're going to have to shift the blame because I think more and more, like, if this, I know you have the Wall Street Journal, you have the Energy Department, you have the FBI, it's starting to become, like, mainstream that this came from a lab. And once that becomes mainstream, when people start asking questions about, like, well, who's funding this lab? Who is in charge of this lab? And uh, then I think when, you know, like those questions doctor, get asked, uh... <laughs> or, yeah, Dr. Fauci, who was like approving like to they were funding like Gaina I uh, Rand Paul gain was hitting function. him a lot on this Gaina function research in the Wuhan lab. And Fauci, I think he mostly denied it or tiptoed around it or whatever, did some Weasley answer. And um, yeah, so like once like I don't think they're gonna let it just fall back on this guy. Or him. I think they're going to try to shift it and somehow like blame China because they're teaming up the Russians to hurt us in some way. Or they'll just maybe blame it on them like oh, they should have to pay some sort of reparations for their mishandling of this virus that killed so and so many people in America or whatever their number is
1: now. Yeah. How much are we in debt to China? Let's just get rid of that debt.
3: Yeah yeah like dude that's when that's when debt like gets confusing because like when you find out that like we like took out loans from china it's like what are we doing dude like how do we how can you why that just seems stupid like why is that how it works like what is going on and yeah i mean i think that's like a, a like a good reason some people, like, countries, like, in history have gone to war with each other because, like, they own loans to each other or whatever. And it's like, well, if we go to war with them... And, I mean, it's not saying, like, that's the that reason why. <laughs> yeah, but it's, a, like, it's an incentive if, yeah. like, hey, we go to war with them, then we're like, hey, we're not paying that loan back because we just conquered you. So,
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and then it it also, the other breaking thing that happened, um, what is this, yesterday at 3, um, leading report posted on Twitter: Moderna paid Fauci four hundred million dollars in royalties for the COVID vaccine. Media silence on that one. Um, yeah. I know Fauci like kind of fell out of grace towards the end of last year, or I guess middle of last year. Like he was, he was kind of getting tagged for like random things by the Biden's admin and stuff like that, and CNN was kind of coming out hard against him, and which. Mm-hmm. I guess inevitably led him to stepping down. Didn't he step down already? Yeah, he's done, right? I haven't seen him in a I minute. think he yeah, I think he stepped down at the end of last year. I think that yeah. was like his announcement. Yeah, so he he like stepped down, but I'd step down too if I just made 400 million dollars from forcing an, an entire country and let's not talk about all the other countries that are involved um to take this vaccine that I don't know, you know, like at this point, the more I read about it and the more like glimpses from different sides that I get about it, it's like, this was a stupid thing to take, whether it's experimental or it's less experimental than some of the things that we give, Cause there's a, there's a big report right now. I saw somebody talking about it where they were, they were like, go look up uh, the, the uh, shot that we give babies when they're born. And it's like, I, I don't know if it's the measles one or um rubella or something else it was it's one of those like first ones that you get as a baby and it had less people than the pfizer and like their case studies and stuff like that and every child in the united almost every single child in the united states gets it done it gets gets the that vaccination right out the gate being born and it has less uh controls and a less uh studies on it than this covid vaccine that they've given out to everybody and the difference i just think maybe not the differences but i just think uh the way it was done and you know what that vaccine is probably garbage too if i look into it more if i find it i'll fucking figure it out and maybe yeah. i'll talk about it later on well, but
0: well you know this whole like COVID... probably
1: the whole vaccine propaganda in the United States is insane. There's there's studies in Japan where they got rid of all vaccinations for children under two. They were like, we're not doing any vaccinations for children under two. And they fall they saw a rapid drop in um SIDS. So like uh like kids just dying without like like babies dying without them knowing why they just stop stop breathing. Um some malformations of kids limbs and cleft palates and things like that um usually cleft palates you're born with it doesn't it doesn't like come come up afterwards but uh they saw a lot of rapid like drops in a lot of these things after they got rid of you know vaccinations for kids under two because the vaccination fucking shit for children in the first two years they have like They have like 60 something vaccinations that they get within the first two years of being born. And they have like 15 that they get within the first month of being in the hospital, being born. And it's just insane. Like when you start thinking about it like that, you're like, you're like, I know how, I know how I react. I reacted to like uh, the flu shots or, you know, in the military that they require you to get never got a flu shot before that never got a flu shot after that, but you have to get them in the military. You don't, you can't get away with it, no matter how sick they fucking make you, because it fucking destroys me. I get the flu every time I get the flu shot. I get the flu. Yeah. So it's like, like, I know how I react to certain vaccinations. I know how my body reacted to getting the small packs vaccination or how my body reacted to getting, um, what's that other one that everybody always had to get constantly, uh, for the fucking white anthrax anthrax i know how my body reacted to all those and it usually was a high fever Uh, i felt like shit and we're just doing that to babies like that just doesn't make any sense to me like i don't i don't fucking understand and we're getting we're giving them more we're giving them more than i got in the military
3: i know dude it's so crazy like that's one thing that the like these COVID vaccine and how they, okay. So they just lied. They lied to us from the beginning. Like they like, if you get this vaccine, you can't get COVID. And then that very quickly became to be a lie. And it's like, okay, well, that was the selling point. You started with a lie. You didn't start with like something that's true about the vaccine. And then it like, turns out that like, Oh, there was a couple other things we were wrong about with it. Like, no, you played blat- like you started with the lie. And this like opened the door to like now people are looking like, wait a minute, if they're lying about this vaccine, what about all these other vaccines? And I don't know shit about like what vaccines are good, what are bad. No expert. But I'll just say that if you're a pharmaceutical company and you have a patent on the the measles vaccine. Well, you have and then you have this massive incentive to be like if you don't get this vaccine measles is going to break out through the entire country and like it's going it's going to be hurt and kill and they, and i'm just using them as an example a measles vaccine might be good i don't even know but like so you have this enormous, enormous incentive to be like this is the, like you need the measles vaccine maybe measles isn't really that bad i don't i don't know i don't know anything i'm no expert
1: Oh, but dude, they have a massive to tell you that you need it, it. Yeah. Immunized.org. So one of the questions I was like, how many, how many vaccinations do kids get at at two uh by the age of two? And it's shrouded by fucking, mm. you know, uh, you know, they're they're not gonna give you like a full list, like it's just like, oh, this here, and then I go to a different one, and it's like, oh, and you get these here, and so I can't get a complete compiled list right now, but Um, One of the most frequently asked questions is how many vaccines can a child get at once? There is no upper limit for the number of vaccines that can be administered during one visit.
2: That's kind of weird,
1: isn't that? that, That's a little weird. You mean we can just, you can get as many vaccines as you want and nothing will happen to you. Like, I just feel like that's a lie. I just feel like that's a lie. Like, I'm sorry.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know anything, dude. I I can't. I like I feel like that's wrong as well. I I don't know shit, but these people are probably lying to us. I I, I feel like there's like maybe half the vaccines they tell us work, maybe seventy five percent, but there's probably maybe it's ninety nine percent. I don't know. I'm just saying that maybe there's probably one out there that does a lot more harm than it does good. Like we're, yeah. it's starting to look like that these COVID vaccines do and it's just so crazy dude like i don't know i don't know maybe it was a different time because maybe back then maybe i'm not saying i don't know maybe maybe they were always lying to us or maybe somewhat of our, the our people that are experts were actually like some sort of honest so they, they wouldn't exactly want to poison people but now now looking at them dude they're like they just fucking robbed us Forced us all to get this crazy-ass vaccine that got made in, like, a year or some shit like that. Locked you down.
1: uh, Locked
3: you down.
1: Lost people's jobs. Destroyed the economy.
3: Yeah. Sent money. Sent
1: shit tons of money overseas.
3: Oh, tons of it, dude. I mean, dude, when when you were seeing those stories about people, like, thank God no one in my family died during the COVID lockdowns like thank god dude like because there is like those those ones really like like those ones kind of affected me when you're seeing people like i can only have five people at my funeral and you're like yeah. or like five people at your dad's funeral and you're like dude that is no no i don't care like if so if my someone in my family died like i know we're having people, we're having many
1: people as we want. You can go fuck yourselves. Like, no way. we'll, We'll be outside with guns to make sure that anybody that tries to break it up can get fucked up. Yeah, that's
3: so, like, that's, dude, that that's, like, for a family to have to, like, no, like that's the most important time that family supposed to like come together. That's when I mean, I don't know about your family, but that's when I a funeral is when you see those long lost cousins when you're like, oh, I <laughs> remember you when I was like four. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, like, it's just all the, the destruction they did inside the healthcare system itself. Like, let's talk about all the workers in New York that were just. Decimated, you know, healthcare workers that were decimated.
3: Yeah, remember, and now
1: the the Jews, dude. (laughs) Yeah, the Jews in New York, they were fucking pissed. They were pissed, (laughs) and but like just the healthcare workers in itself, and New York's on like a crazy shortage of healthcare workers, whether they're nurses or assistants or whatever else, because now it's allowed for them to, you know, be unvaccinated to go to work. And that's my thing, like they. They had to, they had to withdraw this shit. Like everybody was like, oh no, you're gonna have to, you know, do these vaccines for the rest of our lives. Like these are just gonna be normal. Like you want to travel outside the country, you're gonna have to, you know, have a vaccine card and da, da 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 And they, they, they threatened people and people did it specifically be because they were like, Well, I want to travel outside the country. I wanna be able to do these things that they're saying that I have to do. Like, I have to mm-hmm. do this to be able to do those things for the rest of my life. So I'm going to do it. And that was a decision that they made, you know, based on the, but now we're from 2020, we're three years past from 2020. We're just under, so in 2020, it was like March when everything started getting real crazy, right? It was like March, it was right after February. Yeah. Cause I went to the international ax throwing championship we went, yep. both went and then we came back and right after that, it was like. No more leagues. We're fucking – yeah. a couple of weeks after that, you got fucking fired. I got furloughed. Nick got fired. Our buddy Jared got fired. Well, actually, I think Jared was working the whole time. I think Jared was still working because of what his no, job was.
3: I think – no, I think Jared, like his was just the two weeks, and then he got sent back yeah. i think he was like two weeks he was like he took the break like a lot of people but then after two weeks it was like all right yeah. you're essential worker
1: I and mean, he was like yeah, the yeah.
3: only essential worker in the house like well fuck you, dude. i
1: thought i thought i was gonna be but then uh but then my my whole office was like well we just got to make sure that we have we're making money still and that's the problem with corporations but anyways so like we were all just like bullshitting We were all just fucking Mm -hmm. bullshitting, swinging our dicks. But that was March of 2020. We're almost three years from there. And within that time frame, within the next, what, what, nine months, you know, within the nine months from March of 2020, they were telling us that we're going to have these vaccines. And once we have these vaccines, everybody's going to be required to get them. And once everybody's required to get them, um... You're going to always have to get them. And then 2021 came around and it was vaccines are here. We're going to be requiring them. Everybody's going to have to get them. Uh, most of us were back to work at that point and we were getting threatened at our job saying that we had to get the vaccine. Oh yeah. And, and most of yep. them, well, us, we were like, mm, I'm not telling you one way or the other if I'm getting vaccinated or not. And you can pound sand every time you ask me. And that's how I was all the way through and still am today. Like, I'm like, nah, I'm not. I'm not declaring shit to my job for these vaccinations. I never submitted any vaccination records before. I'm not going to start doing it now. You can go fuck yourself. So then we move on from that. And they're like, if you get the vaccination, you can't get COVID. You cannot get COVID. They said yeah. it multiple times. They parroted it everywhere. It was fucking everywhere. And that was a lie. And then it was like, well, you won't die and then that was a lie. And then it was like, well, you won't have extreme... Well, actually, it was first. You won't have extreme symptoms. And then that was a lie. And then they're like, well, at least you won't die if you have the vaccination. And then that was a fucking lie. So they just lied the whole time. So it's like, how can you... And and then they don't even go back and you all know, are like, you know, we were wrong. They're like, no, nah, we never said that. And it's like, we have... It's 2022. We have fucking video evidence of you saying this. What do you say to that? And then they politicize it and, you know, talk around it. Well, we didn't, you know, it, we meant what we said. And uh it's it, it, we just didn't know what we were saying at the time. And it's not our fault. This is what we just knew at the time. And it's like, well, you fucking lied. Again, you, and you're lying right now. And it continues to go on. And now all those people that got scared into taking this fucking vaccine. For, I don't know, travel, work, whatever. Now, everybody else that is do- isn't vaccinated, never were vaccinated that entire time, are just, you know, back at work. And it's like, well, they lied to you about that, too. It's not going to be required to go outside the country. It's not going to be required to go to your job. Because they realized they can't do it. Because there was enough people in the country that were like, yeah, go fuck yourself.
3: We're not yeah. doing it that's that's what's really cool like i mean i think we talked we talked about this before but like you know how we were a little upset that the reaction of the american people wasn't a little different from the lockdowns you know like i like we both thought the american people weren't going to take this like we thought this would we we would do the two weeks and then they'd be like no we're we're going back to normal that's what we both kind of thought And, and that did not happen but it's nice to see though that there was like enough of of people in the country that didn't go along with it that they had to let off the like restrictions and mandates and all that like they had to like okay we can't do this any longer like just purely for economic reasons like we need more nurses well sir there's a whole your market for nurses would increase by 20% if you or 30%, whatever, if you would get rid of this mandate, and it's like, fuck, that's the, we have to do this just to get, get the people that we need. And that's, that's, that's cool. That's really cool. Cause it's like, I mean, I don't know, dude, I don't think maybe I have too much faith in this country, but I don't think if they tried to do another like lockdown, I don't think the country would put up with it. Like at least in, I I just don't I can't think make
1: statements like that anymore. <laughs> I know, dude. We're so disappointed.
3: I don't be like, yeah, like we like we, dude. I, I remember us talking about this. Like, yeah, we, like two weeks. We're like, we we before it even happened, we were like, we're not locking down, dude. This is stupid. Like no one's There's gonna no go along with this. And then and then we locked down for two weeks, and then we're still naive. And we're like. Just the two weeks and then Americans will be like, This is bullshit. We're not doing this anymore. And then all of a sudden it's fucking August. And you're like, I can't believe we're still doing this right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's just it's just fucking it's wild. It was wild to me when you know, originally it was the left that was like, fuck vaccines, like way back in the day, you know, like the hippie Mm -hmm. movement. They're like, We're not getting fucking vaccines. That shit's, Mm -hmm. you know fake bullshit you know and then because they're like we, we only want natural stuff in our body and blah 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 blah, blah. and then it, in like the 90s and 2000s it kind of like switched to like the rural conservative that was like we're not doing that vaccines we're gonna do things the way our ancestors did and natural and blah 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 so they like kind of came together in that a- aspect where it was like the crazy hippies and the crazy like rural conservatives were like on the same page about vaccinations as a whole. And then we make it into fucking 2020 and it just all gets flipped on its head. It all gets flipped on its head because the left in general who has been very anti-establishment for most of our lives, or at least outwardly if you aren't reading into the subject you would see them as the anti-establishment compared to the conservatives originally
2: Mm -hmm.
1: that's what we knew them as or at least that's what i knew them as growing up and the conservatives wanted to continue with you know the democracy and how it is and blah 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 blah. they wanted to keep things and war the war machine was everything and you know like this that or the other. So the left was very anti-war and blah 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 anti-one percenters and they did all this, and then they just shilled for them in 2020. They were all over the shill. For I know, dude. Pfizer, it, Moderna, you know, yeah, big pharma, well, big government. Like it just and and now now the the instead of being the the party of safety nets and you know um uh letting people do as they want you know liberalism and progressivism progress- progressivism they are you will accept what we are telling you and if you go against it you're wrong and we want the biggest government there ever was and we're going to shill for big pharma because covid-19 is here to stay and mm-hmm. um it's so dangerous and it's killing everybody people think that if you asked them how many people died, like the percentage of people died from COVID-19 that contracted COVID-19, they're like, it's 50% Mm -hmm. at least. They don't even understand that it was less than 1% of the population that contracted COVID-19 died of COVID-19. They don't, they think it was 50%. So I think at one point it was almost everybody in the country contracted COVID-19. It was like, I think at one point it was like 80% of the United States had contracted COVID-19, knowingly or unknowingly was like the model. And if if what they believed in their head was one out of every two people died, five out of every 10 people died from COVID-19, we wouldn't have the country we're fucking living in at this point in time. It wouldn't yeah. exist anymore, especially if you spread that to globally. The world would not be as we know it. Like it would it would be drastically different. But they still think in their head currently today, there's a large majority of the population that is believing in this COVID-19 bullshit that 50 percent of people that contracted COVID-19 died. Insane. That's insane. It's insanity. That's
3: Insane. That is, that is like insane believing like that's what's so crazy about the whole like narrative and this is why so this is why like like i don't i'm not trying to like be on my high horse here but i feel like a lot of americans to have no fucking principles and that's why no. it's so easy for them to be like well my team is on side no war so my team is no war i'm no war and then now the team, like, 20, 30 years later, that my team is now for war. I am now for war. <laughs> like, like, they can just switch. And they don't yeah. fucking, it doesn't matter. It doesn't fucking matter to most people. And, um, but I, I just think, yeah, dude, I don't know. I think it's so crazy where they, they really scared the shit out of the American people. Like, they really made a lot of people in this country think, like, I, I mean, we remember, dude, it, it was such a touchy subject when, because, you know, when we were in uh Arizona, like, you know, immediately me and you were like, this is fucking bullshit, dude. You know, like, this is so bullshit. They're fucking, like, we are so pissed that this is happening. And yeah. then we would talk to like our lefty friends and they'd be like, oh man, I'm so scared, you know, like my grandma and my mom and I'd be like, oh, my kids, like everyone, I'm so worried, like worried about this and that. And then me and you were just like, I bet it's nothing. Yeah. I, I just, I just, I'm betting that it's nothing, dude. And yeah, we did have like one friend that did like their, their grandparent got it. And then she did like pass after getting COVID. And, but just to like, this also, this grandmother was had like four other things wrong with her, and she was like yeah. in her eighties. So like, yes,
1: it was. Yeah, tragic my girlfriend's and that was grandfather, sad. same thing. Oh yeah, and, that's but, right. But it wasn't, yeah. and the problem with that whole thing was, and this is where it goes back to. They they're blaming it on COVID. So this it fucking killed me when it was going on because they blamed it all on COVID, but he was I know. free of COVID. He was, he tested almost, it was almost, it was getting close to being a year in the hospital and like on a, on a, uh, um, what's the thing they put down your throat? Uh, A ventilator. And he was, he was on a ventilator and, but he was moved to a, he tested negative for COVID multiple times, was moved to a rehabilitation, rehabilitation fucking area. And it just once he got there after showing all these signs of improvement and his lungs getting stronger and this, that, or the other. And, you know, he was an 80 year old man. Like he had some other underlying health issues and, but was generally very strong and like still walking around, moving around doing his yard. Like he was, he wasn't like a sedentary, like not do anything, never go outside type of person. And even when when he got moved to this facility, the healthcare workers were so fucking horrible they were so horrible the entire time they weren't allowed to visit him they hadn't seen him in forever like it was it was just uh the whole yeah, thing was dude. garbage and this was like i think ended up in 2021 was when he ended up passing and um and then two days or i think the week after so he had passed and then a week after that rehabs place called one of the aunts of my uh my girlfriend and asked them, Hey, can we administer this medicine to your father? Uh, we just need to get approval from the family. And they were like, what? Like he, he passed last week. And they're like, no, I have to administer this medicine. And they're like, he, he, you guys told us he passed last week. What do you mean? And she was like, Oh, hold on. Let me call you guys back. And they were trying to, If they just said yes, if they just said yes, it wasn't somebody part of the family that, like, didn't know. They would have given medicine to some person, some random person that probably didn't need it.
3: Yeah. Like, what if, uh, like, what if it was a family member of that that, like, didn't find out about the person's death? Yeah, exactly. "Uh, who? Like, what? Yeah, sure. Give it to him. And you give it to some random fucking dude because you don't know that you're, you got the name wrong somehow.
1: Yeah. And then they, they blame, but but his death was blamed on COVID and it was like, well, maybe it was blamed on, and you know, there was, there was some people that I talked to that were nurses and things like that. And they were like, we were so understaffed and blah, 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 blah. And I was like, well, you didn't have to be, you didn't have to be understaffed. You should have kept people around that were unvaccinated. Yeah. And you wouldn't have been understaffed. You would have had hospital beds. You would have been fine if you guys didn't freak the fuck out like you did and just treated people and th- that was the other problem they weren't treating covid they weren't yeah. treating covid that was the problem that's why whatever his name dr malone and you know some of the people that went on rogan they were they were trying to figure out how to treat covid not prevent covid from coming because one being treatable means it's over so the vaccine companies and big pharma they don't want that
2: mm-hmm. they
1: don't want something that can be treated quickly and now they have a loss of money like yeah they made a little money but the real gain is consistently and constantly having people having to come back to them for more drugs so we're not gonna we're not gonna treat them we're gonna keep them on a ventilator for as long as possible even though we know that it's it's not what they should have like we know that it's bad for them because almost fucking i feel like it was whiplash six months in to them, like putting people on ventilators and stuff. They're like putting them on ventilators is actually really bad for patients of COVID-19. And it was like, well, then why are we still doing it? Yeah. And everything that they said has just been bullshit for the last three years. And I really hope a lot of people have started to realize it. But when I talk to people on a day-to-day basis, I really don't think it's it's gotten through to most people. I think it's gotten through to some. There was a lot of fence sitters before, and there's not as many fence sitters anymore. There's a lot more people that are one side or the other, and that's yeah, that's yeah. the line they're drawing. It's one side or the other. There's not a lot of fence sitters anymore, but there's a lot people a lot of people on the other side of the fence, and not a lot of people on the side of the fence that we kind of stuck our stake in.
3: Yeah, yeah. Like, well, that's that's one thing I've kind of learned too. It's like you know, like. To- <clears throat> Like all those TikTok dancing nurses, you know, yeah. like the meta community was getting like really pit like they were getting like annoying during that scene. We're like they're the hero they were <laughs> dude, it's it's so maybe because we're veterans, dude. So like we know when like people are like, dude, you're a fucking hero. Like you're you're in the like yeah. you were in the Marine Corps bubble, blah, blah, blah. like we know it's bullshit. But then we hear like other like forced heroism that's on us. Like we know it's bullshit. Yeah, we we know know (laughs) when exactly. We know we know it's fake, dude. But I've learned that like don't. There was a certain section of the medical community that were complete assholes, like pieces of shit during this the pandemic. Oh yeah. But then, but it's But we've learned that because so many of them rejected the vaccine there's actually a portion of the medical community that was like kind of probably more on our side. Yeah. Like they were like, fuck you. And I even talked to some of them and they're like, yeah, we knew it was crazy, but that's just like, they're the, they're the foot soldiers, dude. They're the fucking, the, just like we were.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Do your, they do the bitch work, dude. That's what we did when we were fucking Lance corporals. Like that's just what you do and it's like you you imagine like a whole system just turns and like starts doing something that you think is just insane but everyone's going along with it your best friends are going along with it like you're like your your boss is going along with it like uh like think i mean you probably had more of that experience working where you did where like everyone just went along with it but like luckily i was always in like the people that I worked with at that time were all like, yeah, we know this is bullshit. Like yeah. It was
1: think thankfully my team specifically, like almost all of them. Let's see, one, two, three, like five out of the six of us, and not including our manager, five out of the six of us were like, Yeah, we're not we're not doing that. We're we're not doing yeah. that. And they and they well, hated it, like, us for you- it.
3: You guys were, like, out – it's so funny, too. You guys are, like, out in the field, right? Like, you work yeah. – you you work, Yeah, you know, you you don't we're go to the office, the office and work. Yeah. You go random places all over the city. Like, you're out in the field, right? I bet, like, for some reason, the people that are a lot more safer in, like, the office building – Yep. Like, they – They're the ones that were more like, we have to go along with this. We have to take the vaccine. You got to wear your mask. You know, like, and it's like, dude, you're the one that's like going around meeting people. You know, (laughs) like you're you're going, you're going to nursing homes where like you know these motherfuckers got COVID. Like you know, because that's what the government did to them. You know, like,
1: yeah, (laughs) yeah, and it's just wild, and you know, it's it's just. And and now with like the Fauci payout $400 million and this Wuhan lab story and this Wuhan lab story being the way it is and people literally getting banned and losing livelihoods over saying that at the beginning of, and now it's, yeah now it's just, you know, the department of fucking energy gets to say that, yeah, it was probably a mishandling and that's why that it happened. And it's like, Oh, what? what? And how do we? All right. So this is my thing. How do we have? All right. So yeah, there's safety precautions, right? There's safety precautions that they have to follow. And sometimes those safety precautions either maybe be lax or whatever else. Do we not have a response? We don't have a follow on response of if somebody is contaminated, like we don't have like a, quick isolation or anything like like we don't we don't have a response to that yeah like what and it just doesn't make sense to me
3: and you could even use like their own narrative against them because like they made it out to seem like this fucking this was the worst thing ever like we were all gonna die like that that's how they, they made it seem right so then you can just turn around and be like so why the fuck is the wuhan lab experimenting with viruses like this yeah like why is that why is that even a thing? Like, why are we mess? Like, we American, fucking human beings have been through so many diseases on its own, like against Mother Nature that we don't need us adding to that. Yeah, like, because while... we're fucking retarded.
1: Like, we are, retarded. are fucking retarded. <laughs> we built a nuclear bomb and destroyed two islands. Like, I don't think we need to fuck around with the genetics of a disease that could end up killing millions of people. I don't know. That's just me. Like, maybe we shouldn't be like, I understand that there's a, there's a certain aspect of us. That's like, we're trying to prevent if we do have a disease that comes out, but maybe it's like, Well, if you sign a contract to work here, you live here, you work here and that's it. Like you're not going outside and you have a year long contract and you can reevaluate at the end of that year. And after that, you have like a three month waiting period to make sure you didn't catch anything in this year that you've worked here. Like, I don't know. I'm just saying like maybe we should be a lot more cautious about these things because whether it's yeah, whether it was extremely dangerous and everybody should have died. Which isn't what happened. And we generally believe that it wasn't that dangerous compared to what it should have or what they made it out to be. So, you know, maybe they weren't experimenting with something that was as crazy as they made it seem. And we've been arguing that, well, don't mess with things that are dangerous that could cause this, that everybody's going to die from. And really, it wasn't that, it was just their reaction and their their ability to capitalize on a moment where they saw something that they could capitalize monetarily from, you know? And it's like, it's like, yeah, maybe it wasn't that dangerous or it, it was dangerous. Cause it killed, it did kill a shit ton of people. Like it did like arguably compared yeah, to what they...
3: the entire globe. Dude. Yeah. Like
1: compared to, but compared to what it did affect compared to what they said it was going to affect. It wasn't the same it just wasn't
2: Mm -hmm.
3: yeah like they you would have thought that like there would be mountains of bodies in florida like you would think that like everyone in florida was dying like dead or dying like they made it like it out to be that because florida didn't lock down like they were just going to be dropping like flies and that did not happen that
1: did not happen texas
3: yeah, they made them out, or or what was that country? Sweden was it, or Switzerland? Which one was it? Sweden, I think. And yeah, what whatever one of those, one of those you know, like northern European countries, but they they didn't lock down like at all, and everyone's like, oh, they're fucked, they're it's over, it's over for this country, and then they were fine, like they they actually had like a, somehow they I don't remember exact numbers and stats, but somehow they came out on top. Of other states in our country that locked down. And you're like, what the whatever, dude. And they just made it all like, oh, I just remember. Remember having to like wait for Governor Ducey to say something, dude. Like we're basically waiting for Doug Ducey to tell us to go back to work.
1: Yeah. Like we were uh, like, this is fucking ridiculous. Like he better say it. And his son was caught partying multiple times during the whole thing. I know dude. In
3: Scottsdale, dude. Yeah. Of all places. Like Jesus Christ.
1: Oh. Yeah. I don't know. It's just wild. And you know, so uh, speaking of government fucking fuck ups, uh, have you seen this whole thing with Katie Hobbs recently? We got tagged in it by uh, somebody on Twitter.
3: Oh, I did not.
1: It's, I think you like, liked she's it. The... Oh, I might have. I don't. Um, well,
3: hang on. What's the headline? I might have read uh, the article. I don't remember though.
1: Well, it's basically saying that she was getting paid through drug cartels.
3: Oh, okay. So well, that um, would make sense.
1: Uh, like... Yeah. So this is so this is something separate from where we got tagged on, and I'll go and read. It's a video. Um, That somebody made some allegations, and maybe I'll see if I can pull it up on here if my computer lets me. But uh, this is from uh, George. I don't know who this guy is, but it's B Hizzy Tweets, B E H I Z Y tweets. Um, That's his handle on Twitter. But on February 7th, 2022, the Arizona AG's office released an opinion labeling the crisis at the southern border an invasion. In the legal opinion, he referenced a conclusion from the DA that the Sinaloa cartel primarily uses trafficking routes that go through Arizona and that the Phoenix area is a major cartel drug transshipment hub. On May 19th, 2011, the Attorney General Tom Horn at the time arrests dozens of individuals who worked for the Sinaloa cartel. The charges against them seem incredibly similar to the claims brought forth in John Thaler's findings that spurred on the hashtag arrest Katie Hobbs trend. The charges include things like illegally conducting an enterprise, money laundering, smuggling of human beings, etc. The reason I bring this up is to show that it wouldn't be far-fetched to think the Sinaloa cartel is also bribing politicians to keep its operation going to this day. And uh, it's got some screenshots there about um, what is being brought up. But there was a lady um by the name of let me see if i can get back to the... so uh steve oju's azules um steve big D H T. he used the one that uh tagged us in a post um from real Vinny james and it's riveting this is the the tweet it says riveting testimony Katie Hobbs had better lawyer up cartel bribes, money laundering, kickbacks all the way to the top, according to evidence provided, including evidence relating to Hobbs by Ken Barrett's reactions. I'm expecting he's compromised. So uh, it looks like they had a Senate elections and house municipal, municipal oversight and election elections, joint committee. Jesus. That's a mouthful mouthful. Um, And a lady came up there and made some pretty big accusations and it looks like she has the receipts to prove those accusations about Katie Hobbs taking kickbacks, um, operating with the Sinaloa cartel in Phoenix. um which would make Dude. sense. I don't I think all the politicians I... in Arizona. Have to be involved yeah. with the Sinaloa cartel and some okay. of the other cartels around, uh, yeah. You know, Mexico. I was
3: gonna say that, like, there's—I I don't know how deep it is. Maybe it's just certain aspects, but there's, and some somewhere somehow the cartel has connections to the Arizona government. Like that's—I oh, yeah. could almost guarantee that. But what I think, like, I've I seen think enough the shows cart- to it, know it, that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like at least the border patrol. You know, the cartel oh, yeah. has some some connections into the border control and like that would it, it just it's obvious and well what what i'm thinking dude is i don't even know i bet the cartel approached katie hobbs because well if you listen to what was her opponent's name what was her rhetoric i, oh, I yeah, can't yeah, remember yeah. um
1: her name fucking reporter um yeah, the, the, yeah, dude,
3: she was God your reporter it. for like years. <laughs> <laughs> you should know this, but whatever, that <laughs> MAGA person uh, denied the election, like she was all in the MAGA train, right? Yeah. And, uh, but she, her rhetoric was, I'm sending the National Guard to the border. I am going <laughs> to shut down, and she would probably even call out the cartel. So the cartels like, yo, we cannot let this motherfucker win. We cannot let this bitch be in charge of this state, dude. <laughs> they had to go out to talk to Katie Hobbs and be like, "We're making sure you're winning this motherfucker."
1: <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, you know. And uh, who ran against Hobbs?
3: God, what is her name?
1: I I know alone- her name. And it fucking bothers. She's
3: me. been around. She's pretty popular on the internet, like the internet Lake. circles Jesus that work were- right. Carrie Lake, yeah, yeah.
1: Damn. and yeah. she's she's a lunatic. Like I like some of her retic, but she's kind of a fucking crazy person. All right, like let's. Uh, I'll know, just be straight dude. up honest here. Like she's kind of a fucking crazy person. And I was gonna play this video. It's actually forty two minutes long, so I'm not going to play this video. Do not um, play that video. Yeah, <laughs> that's its own podcast in itself. But. uh, you know, it's just, and I'll have to go through it and either make some points about it or something like that. We can talk about it later, but this is something that it looks like, like it's interesting because, you know, this is the land of John McCain here in Phoenix, Arizona. And right now we're, we're very democratic or in the, the Democrats pockets. I, that's how I see it. Maricopa County and Tucson. Um, I think they're, part of pima if i remember correctly but they're the two biggest counties in the state and Mm -hmm. and then there's Flagstaff up north which is filled with a bunch of hippies and natives well yeah, yeah a bunch of hippies and natives so a bunch of college kids and natives and they're voting democrat and then asu is here um while a lot of the city is red um they probably have a lot more progressive ideals than what we automatically assume red is so they pro- they've they've voted consistently in the last couple elections um whether it's city elections or local elections or whatever to be kind of blue um yeah and now it's gonna come out like maybe katie hobbs is taking money from the sinaloa cartel or Hell at least yeah, dude. or at least looking looking by it like not just That's- allowing it
3: on the same level that's like when Hillary Clinton got all those donations from the Saudi Arabia yeah like it's the same thing dude it's the same thing like like it's just oh my God dude I wouldn't surprise me at all if it's like I legitimately like true like I think that's pro- this is honestly like the 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 light government corruption like this is just like corruption light and this is like probably standard for them like I don't I this is no no shock at all but it is kind of shocking that if if it does like come to light because those don't like stuff like that never like comes to light and right but who knows if that even like like what'll happen over that like there could be like that could come out and be like nothing could come up that like i guess it would really depend on the public outcry and uh what whoever the like what do you call them the state's attorney would do right they're the ones that yeah. would prosecute them, right
1: all right so it looks like i found one that's uh a minute long a minute and 18 seconds long so let me see if i can play that one um share screen yeah i you know it's it's interesting to say the least like what the fuck is gonna happen with this um, probably nothing comes out comes of it. Heard. like that's okay. just that's just my opinion um mm-hmm. but still so let's this is this is from the right melissa uh that's her handle it's melissa tate katie hobbs and Runback election services have been named as recipients of sinaloa cartel bribes via deeds of trust and phoenix mortgages in arizona state investigation so here it is.
2: We have heard okay, that the, the statistical improbabilities. An um, improbable, uh, thank you, outcome with respect to the November 2020 election. Let's look at Andre Fontes and Stephen Riker for the Maricopa County Recorder. Riker's win, win was st- statistically impossible. To win. Are, are you referring to Stephen Richer? Richer, sorry. <clears throat> My apologies. Um, Mm-hmm. Fontes is a Democrat and was the incumbent. Percentages for Biden, Biden Sinema and Kelly ran up, run up at approximately a 2.5 percent margin in the county against all their, their, against their opponents. Richard won by approximately 6,000 votes. This means that 50,000 individuals who voted for the Democratic ticket across the board had to choose the Republican candidate for recorder against an incumbent who never suffered in scandal. Never happened. This was a planned loss. Hobbs would receive the Democratic nomination for governor and Fontes would run for Secretary of State to replace Hobbs. <clears throat> the strategy appeared to have been planned. I have shown you that both Hobbs and Fontes have br- what we call Britney deeds, evidencing a strong likelihood that they are bribed recipients. We have heard
1: that's pretty wild. So I guess these yeah. Britney deeds, um, she has proof that they have these Britney deeds. I'll look up what a Britney deed is. Cause I don't know what the fuck that is.
3: Yeah, I have no idea.
1: Um but that she has no, that's a person. <laughs> I don't need to. what is someone. A Britney someone deed? would that? say
3: that what Katie Hobbs did was a quid pro quo, dude. <laughs> yeah that's an impeachable offense against a president you know that
1: (laughs) (laughs) um let's see they're laundering money for the cartels everybody wants to lock her up it's like uh clinton 2.0
3: yeah that's crazy dude i bet oh yeah I haven't really been – because I haven't been in Arizona, I haven't really been paying attention to Arizona politics lately, and that's pretty interesting that uh,
1: – So apparently this came out like
3: Didn't like Carrie this Lake weekend. To deny the election?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, this yeah. guy, I don't know, Chuck Lawler, but uh, Carrie Lake won. More breaking news coming out on Katie Hobbs' criminal operation. Money funding with direct connections with the Sinaloa cartel out of Mexico arrest katie hobbs now katie hobbs laundered money through fake deeds and mortgages to rig elections including her own so not just her own election is it believed to um be rigged but her election and other elections around the state
3: yeah dude that's what's that's what's cool like i don't know maybe there is like serious uh, election fraud going on in arizona like i have no idea but it's pretty awesome to see, like, a certain section of our, like, state or country being like, yeah, we do not think these elections are going well. And, like, Arizona seems to be, like, the number one place right now where, like, election denial is the thing in Arizona. Like, you guys are leading the charge in that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and the whole fact that – uh That it takes us forever. Like, the whole country sat and waited for (laughs) all the election shit for uh, Arizona to count these elections because we're so far behind. And you know what? Like, like, no shit, it takes us forever to count ballots. Like, half the people have, like, a third grade reading level (laughs) and a second grade math level in this goddamn state. Like, we are one of the worst—
3: Look, that's no way to talk about the Native Americans. Go
1: on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, but no, it's just it's just, it's just we have a horrible education system, and all they want to do is throw more money at it, which doesn't work, but we're on the leading edge right now for um, you know, uh what's it called? Um school choice. Uh so that's that's really big and hopefully it yeah, improves our education system. And we'll cut down makes, the two-week wait time or two-month wait time of counting ballots to one month instead of two months um, when we have school choice because the people that we're going to have here to still teach is, are garbage. So it doesn't matter yeah. if they get to pick which school because um, the people that are educators here are are still garbage.
3: Yeah, that was like the last thing that Doug Ducey did like on his way out the door was like the big education which was kind of interesting i don't know why maybe that was something that was close to home with him because like he went all out on like the he was because that cory deangelis he's like the big school choice guy yeah 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 he's he's really good on that on that stuff too and um but he like talks about how arizona became like the number one place for school choice right now like is the if you want the best school choice laws arizona is the place to be and yeah that's dude that's probably good like dude i can see arizona be in the place that they're like yeah we're done with this union thing dude <laughs> You know? yeah I don't,
1: <laughs> we'll, I don't know it's done. gotten really it's gotten really big in texas again like really big in texas again the secession oh let's talk about that real quick well actually hold on before we move on to secession we can finish on secession but i wanted to play this i saw this on instagram it's shea underscore uncensored um He posted it, and it's the the thing is, it's called the No Spoon Podcast, and I think they were they were reviewing a Dr. Phil bit, and his caption is, "They used your kids as leverage to enrich and empower themselves. Whether it was warranted or not can never be accurately determined when there is a financial incentive behind one of those answers." So this guy went on Dr. Phil, and they were talking about uh, the teachers unions. And the teacher unions racket, how chidren, children were used as leverage during the pandemic. So I'm going to fucking play this real quick. I'm just going to play it over audio because I can't screen share it on Instagram. But um, let me.
0: Twelve education. Corey, you say that teachers unions are substantially to blame for public schools staying closed during the pandemic. Why do you say that? Absolutely. There are six rigorous studies on the topic. I did the first one with a co-author named Christos McCready's and we all each of these studies found that places that had stronger teachers unions, all else equal, were substantially and statistically less likely to reopen their schools in person. And the reason for this is pretty obvious to me. I don't think that I don't blame the people in the system. I blame the incentives that are baked into the system itself. Think about it the private schools were fighting to reopen from the get-go but you had the public school teachers unions fighting to remain closed and the main difference there is one of incentives that one of those sectors receives children's education dollars regardless of whether they even open their doors for business but it was actually even worse than that with the covid school closures because the teachers unions started to understand that they could actually hold children's education hostage essentially in perpetuity to secure multiple multi-billion dollar ransom payments from the federal government. And it actually worked out for them. There's about $190 billion in so-called COVID relief that have been allocated to K-12 education since March of 2020. That's about three to $4,000 per student on top of what the government-run schools are already spending of about $16,000 per student per year.
2: Yeah,
1: so there's that. So the teachers unions obviously had an incentive to stay closed because they get paid regardless of if they're open or not. So why not stay closed? So even though – even if you can – even if there was an argument to be made, and we've already talked about it at the beginning of this show, even if there was an argument to be made that we should have locked down the schools so kids didn't get sick and things like that, yeah, which I think the argument is kind of moot and doesn't really exist. Um, even if there was that argument to be made, only one school system is at a benefit for that. And there's another school system that is not. And it's the public versus private school systems at that point. And with that being there, the incentive of them being able to not open up and still receive federal funding from the Department of Education, they don't have a they don't have a leg to stand on in that argument because, They don't have to open their doors to get paid, but private schools do. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that was one of the silver linings from this pandemic was, like, a lot of parents got to see what was going on in their schools that they send their kids to. And a lot of – like, this is a – it became, like, that – the – midterm elections this was like a big talking point this is a winning thing if republicans were talking about school choice in 2022 they were most likely going to win their election and that that was like the big thing i think it was in virginia with that Youngkin guy like he all of a sudden like out of nowhere came in when
1: you when you start labeling parents domestic terrorists for not wanting critical race theory and um COVID 19 conspiracies or um drag show fucking story time or things like that and mm-hmm. you're a domestic terrorist for believing that way then yeah, yeah you're going to have right-leaning figures step up and be voted for in this places that they're seeing a major downturn in their societal values um yeah and they in their in their you know communities
3: yeah, dude. I Like, but that. that's one of the great things because, like, uh, there's been—I um, mean, millions, millions of children were taken out of public school and then were either gone to private school or, uh, uh homeschooled. Like, the homeschooling rate has gone up significantly after the, yeah. the lockdowns and all that. And then, and it's honestly that—that's like, like one of the good things that came out of it is like, oh yeah, now parents got to see like what this garbage is. Yeah, because and, like, they had to listen they, no, to it
1: on Zoom
3: yes yes dude that was their like they had to listen to like what their teacher was saying to their kids in the classroom because like you know i never really thought about that before but your mom and dad had no idea no idea had Mm -hmm. no idea what they were telling you at school like i had no clue they do they barely knew your teachers yeah they barely knew your fucking teachers dude it's so crazy when you think about that well and think
1: about it think about the difference between your family and knowing your school compared to my family and knowing my school
3: oh yeah i that's yeah i never thought about that like here not all the teachers that work there but most of them my parents knew like the at least their family or of their family And like you, but you, it's like strangers, dude. Your parents handed you over to some strangers, dude. Yeah.
1: (laughs) I mean, my, my graduating class was 1100, 1200 people. So we had a huge school and each class was around 1200 students. Um, like between 1200 and, uh, 900 students is like the general, um, for where I was going to school at, at both schools that I went to. And it's like, they didn't know my teachers. The only teachers they knew were the teachers that I would come home and bitch about. And that was, you know, like I bitched about a lot of my teachers. And this is probably me, a me thing. But I was, I generally believed I was smarter than most of my teachers um, because (laughs) I was, and that was the problem. (laughs) And well, I, I've always been a person that just questioned things, you know, I just question. And it's not like, sometimes it's accusatory. But other times it's just like generally curious on the thought process or the follow along or whatever. And when you don't have that answer, I look at you in a way that, and I, you know, people could do it to me too. Like, I'm not saying I know everything, but I generally believe that like, why do you think that way? And for most of the things that I have, I can give a laid out argument on why I think a certain way. And if there's new knowledge brought up, I am perfectly open to um, changing my opinion. I mean, fuck, I used to be for public schools. We had this conversation, we've talked about it on, on the podcast. And I still think that there's an argument for public schools. I just, I don't have a very good one at this moment. I think obviously I believe in school choice and things like that. And I think that's probably the best way to, um, figure out what we do with the public school education system is using school choice because we still have public schools, but now we're choosing the, anybody can go to the public schools that they can. And the only problem that I see more so in like big cities like this is once they reach a certain capacity limit, it's like, all right, well, we can no longer allow kids into the school this year. Like maybe we have to um, get a bigger facilities and blah, 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 you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So we can let more school students in next year and those kids will have to find a different place to go for this year and in the cities i think it's more of a problem than maybe in places that are a little bit more rural like yours because mm-hmm. some of the schools that i've seen in have you did you see that school that went viral in like indiana that it had like a like this crazy auditorium it had like a space area and it was like a, a it was a rural community in indiana indiana and no. it it was it looked like a like a community college. like it it was huge,
3: oh but wow, like okay,
1: but they pay more per or they pay less per student than some inner city schools um really? to their education system. And wow. the school is so much nicer and has, you know, it it blows past all inner city schools in everything, yeah. whether in any metric. And yeah. and it costs less. And so like, that's kind of it was, you know, so there, there's going to be things that, like, I think there's, there should be a way that we can educate everybody, or if not most everybody in our, in our communities, you know what I mean? Like, there should be yeah. a way for us to do that public schools right now at this point in time, I do not agree with the way that they are. But I feel like there's a an argument there to be made. And I think school choice right now is probably the best one to do that. But we're going to have to figure out the logistics of certain things as it goes on. But you know, it's just one of those, like, it's just kind of crazy. How? Especially when you think about cities, because I know a lot of people that you know, there may be a lot of people from cities that listen to us, but I, I bet you the majority of our people are in towns that are closer to your size than they are close to the size of Phoenix, you know? Like, yeah, there's probably yeah. a lot that live in cities, but just the ideas that we speak about are more consistently um, uh, like closer to values and morals of people from smaller, mm-hmm. more rural areas than they are cities. Do- Do
3: do you think that there's more small town people in this country or big city people in this country?
1: I think there's more small town people in this country.
3: Okay. I kind of always thought that too, that there's just, maybe there's, I don't really know. I I mean, maybe there's a way to look that up. I don't know. But like, I feel like there's more small cities in this country, though. There's small little town people all across this big ass country that we have. Then there are people that live in cities, and then, and it's like which is kind of, I don't know. That's how I always kind of see the divide because they oh that always seems to fall like politically speaking, like, you know, the small town people are the Republicans, and the fucking big city people are somehow are the Democrats, and I don't really know why it fell out that way, but that's how it fell. The chips laid out. Eighty
1: nine percent of the U.S. population. And 68% of the world population is projected to live in urban areas. More than 300 urban areas in the U.S. have populations above 100,000. New York City, with 8.8 million inhabitants, is the largest. So there's more people um, in cities than there are in rural areas.
3: Really? Damn. All right. Well, I guess that makes sense, too, because the Democrats always get the popular vote.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, and I think it's it's. Um, yeah, that's kind of interesting. I don't know. I think we've talked about this before, and I think we brought that up before. Um, I just don't. So like I kind of get conflicting number of 2010 urban areas, urbanized areas, 486 population, 219 million. Urban clusters, 29 million. Rural, 59 million. So, yeah, there's definitely more people in urbanized areas than there are in rural areas in the United States. But I guess that's, you know, this is the problem with the Industrial Revolution. This is why Ted Kaczynski was right.
3: <laughs> oh, all right. <laughs> well, held <laughs> that thought. I, I really have to pee. So, I need to pee all right. real quick. Sorry.
0: Pause,
3: (laughs) we can pause on the but uh, yeah, dude. The well, we ended on Ted Kaczynski, so I was thinking about that, (laughs) yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, you know, Ted Kaczynski was right. The industrial revolution was one of the worst things possible for the global hegemony, or not hegemony, it's good for the global hegemony, but uh. Horrible for <laughs> the global population as a whole, uh, but anyways. Speaking of global populations, uh, I wanted to talk about uh, this secession thing, and we can finish it here. But uh, secession like got really big this week. It was big on Twitter this week, and probably mostly be like you you mentioned uh, with Marjorie Taylor Greene talking about it. But uh, there was a Soho forum debate. Um, And we like Soho Forum. I like the Soho Forum. I like listening to the debates there. Uh, A lot of good, uh, good speakers there. I don't remember who was in this one specifically. But I just saw like parts of it uh, all over Twitter about this Soho debate. And the big thing was, is the originally coming into it, it was pretty tied between no secession and secession Uh, and undecided like they were all relatively close to each other but by the end of the debate the no secession ended up gaining the most people by therefore winning the debate Uh, and the undecided obviously had the most people go from undecided and picking a side but the percent change from um secession the people that were in favor of secession uh declined more than the people that flipped their idea on no secession so the no secessionist won and one of the major things that i got from it on twitter this week was that the reason why no secession won is because inevitably the argument was made that inevitably if there was a secession there would be war And Mm -hmm. that's where the problem lies. If one, it's not about keeping people together or this, that, or the other. It's just that there's a very good argument that if somebody secedes, there will be war in the United States. And this is why I have always held the belief, and I've said it multiple times on this show, that the only way secession works in this country is if the blue secedes from the red, not the red seceding from the blue. And the only reason why that'll work is because the red's not going to go after the blue for seceding. And maybe, maybe at least right, not at first, maybe they will eventually. And I could be wrong in my opinion here, but I just don't see that a blue government, um, a blue media, a blue education system, if they secede from red states, then I just, I see it just going away and the red states are like, fucking finally. And, you know, there'd be things to work out like trade routes and things like that and everything else. And it's not easy. I'm not saying that it would be. I'm just saying that we have systems in place and we know how it would, we know there's people that would know how to make it work in each state. Yeah. That there, it, it just would, especially if you're yeah. operating under the base of, the red states being primarily free market entrepreneurs, um, they would figure that out. You know, that's just how, that's how, in my opinion, that's how it would work. But it was interesting to me that by the end of the debate, um, that the reason why no secession won, and from what it seemed like, I may be wrong, but from what it seemed like, the reason why they won was (laughs) there would be a war because we're only talking about red states seceding from blue states. And um, I think that, goes to show everything that you need to know about secession they will not let you live the life that you want to live because it's a direct threat to the way that they want to live just like the way they want to live is a direct threat to the way that we want to live i think the difference there is in my opinion i and i don't i i don't particularly agree with most red states and a lot of rhetoric that comes out of them think people should be gay if they want to be gay think people should be trans if they want to be fucking trans i don't think that they should be teaching shit in schools that they've been teaching shit in schools um i don't think that it's okay to have gender affirming you know uh surgeries before the age of probably like 18 like i just don't i just don't see it And it's an arbitrary number and there's probably an argument to be made that it could be younger than that, 16, 15. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe I'm not smart enough. It's not something that I've super researched into. Like I just, there's an argument that maybe none of this should happen until the age of 24 for men and women, because our brains aren't fully developed and we don't understand the world well enough to do so. And, and, you know, if they want to change the legal age of everything to 24, that you're not a legal adult until then, because your brain's not functioning great, then we don't have kids going into the military at 18. That'd be beneficial. Like, I, you know, it's just, there's a lot that goes into this argument. But the fact that the blue states would outright declare war on the red states because of secession. That's a, that's telling in itself. I don't know. What do you think?
3: Yeah, well, I kind of like when the Like, the idea of, like, us going to war afterwards, it kind of seems crazy. But, I mean, last time this country had a major secession movement, we did go to war. Yeah. So there's something to that. And the leading party in Washington invaded the southern – the south. And, you know, and and there's also a case for, like, let's say – look at the other major superpower that was dominant for, like, in the 1900s that also – um that broke apart but now look it's the 21st century and there's two countries of that old empire that are now going to war right now like that's currently happening it's russia and ukraine they were part of the same country they were under the same like basically a federal government like we are and they're they're going to war right now so there i think there is a legit argument like yeah that's a possibility that could happen um so i don't i don't really refute that i just think that you know, like when it did start, it was pretty cool seeing it trend on Twitter, and it, it was probably like like the Marjorie Taylor Green bringing it up that Soho form. Like a lot of things were kind of
1: up all in the at air. The same like, time,
3: yeah, yeah. It was all like it kind of just a coincidence, or hell, maybe maybe Marjorie Taylor Green saw the Soho form and was like, "Hey, I'm yeah, gonna fucking tweet about this." I don't know, but um, it she she like laid out like all these reasons why, you know and and she basically and and what was really cool about her thread i thought is she just laid out like she wasn't she didn't really attack i mean she kind of did attack the left that that's just what she does but a lot of times she just just broke down like okay this state wants to you know pray in school and this state doesn't want to then they can then they can both do that and then if this state wants transgender whatever to be able to happen at 14 and this one says 18 then then whatever like that's it and she just laid out like everyone basically she's saying that both sides can get what they want here like you can now both sides can have
1: and that's what it should be anyways That's what it should be anyways. That's what the federal government – like the federal government should be out of all this shit, and states should make these decisions by themselves regardless. But the problem that we're having right now is that the federal government gets its hands in every nook and cranny that it can in every state election every state policy that it's not able to do so. So the best thing to do is to get away from the federal government.
3: Yeah, and that – it's causing tension between the other states states because the other states are like yeah we don't agree with that don't enforce that on us because we just do not agree like it like the rule versus wade getting pulled back like i it, honestly it did, i don't I, I i don't really know where i am on abortion but either way there's certain parts of this country that are very passionate about whatever side they're on and if it's california like they're very like pro-life or new york pro or, or sorry pro-choice and then you find like, you know, Nebraska and Missouri are like the exact opposite. They're very pro life. Yeah. Like they're, they're going to outright ban it. And I think that's just so much better. Like it's like now, we're, it's not like one rule all. It's now these states can decide what's best for their country. Like whatever, whatever it is, like it, it, it can go either way. And I think that just it, that's, and dude, this is why I thought about this is like democracy is like the perfect way for elites because everyone here will look at democracy. And instead of blaming the people that are in charge, like our elites for the problems in this country, they will look at their neighbor for how they vote. They will get mad because, you know, I vote red and then I'll get mad at you because you vote blue. And that, and we think that's the problem in this country is like, Oh, it's because the other people are voting this way like that. And it's just, no, like, the problem is the elites and what they do. And they piss everybody off, like, and they just screw everything up and enforce their will on other people. And it's like, if we could just, all we're doing is just eliminating that. And it's it's not to say this is going to be perfect. It's not to say that everything's going to get better. There might be some violence that happens. I mean, Romania, when they collapsed under the Soviet Union, they had a complete change in government. They took their leader out back and shot him and his wife in their face. Like they fucking went. So I don't know what's going to happen in other countries or other states, but it's up to those states to decide and the people there to decide what, what happens to them. And we can get this, this, like, it, it would, it would just create such a different, like America is more known as like this melting pot of culture. That's what people always like, oh, wow, America has all these different cultures from all these different and different races, blah, blah, blah. And but we can't resemble all of them under the federal government. But we can resemble all the like, at least more of the cultures here would have better representation if we didn't have the federal government. Exactly. And I think I think a lot of people like I don't know, like I once you just start thinking about secession and just breaking it down a little bit. I think it's just become in my head. It just becomes very obvious that this is just a much better route for the future of this country. Yeah. Than everyone looking to the federal government to solve our problems, and I, I, I think even a lefty and a righty type person can get on board with this idea. Like, I, I talk to right wing people, <laughs> and I'm, I mean, I don't, I don't fucking go around telling everyone we should secede, but like when we start talking about things it's like well wouldn't it be better if the people of illinois just decided what was best for us like we we are down here in southern illinois we feel forgotten by our own state government how yeah. do you think the federal government looks at us dude like, like, yeah. like
1: we're... they don't even know you exist <laughs> yeah like no they have no, they have no idea that you even exist
3: and and yeah and why should they they got, yeah. like, from, from even if they, like, from my perspective, like, they, they actually, like, care about us. Like, they don't have time to care about little town me. They don't have time, dude. They got, like, all these other things going on in a whole massive country of 330 million people. Like, how are you going to manage that? It's just yeah, so unmanageable.
1: Can. Yeah. And it should. It should go back. This is, I mean, this is what we've been arguing, and this is what libertarians argue for the most part through and through is decentralization. And I understand there is definitely times where I think centralizing certain aspects of business or centralizing certain aspects of um, communities or things like that is beneficial. Like you can make arguments that it's, but for the most part, when it comes to, I don't know, people's moralities and values and things like that, like it's gotta be, it it can't be a one size fits all fucking thing. And so the only way to be able to let it happen in the most the most non-influential way or coerced way is to decentralize it. And that's that's where it really needs to go.
3: Yeah. And I, I and I do like I kind of think that you know w- with whatever the decision happen, whatever kind of decentralization happens if it's like all fifty states or we break up into four countries or three countries like whatever whatever happens I just think that it would be more representative of the people that live there and you know and and I mean I don't know if it'll go good for liberty like maybe we break up but maybe some places become more, more totalitarian in a lot of ways yeah but I think I think you know it's the, but I think other places will become more liberty like I uh, too in this country, yeah. and I think you just need to like like kind of have it to let it run its course, like for people to figure it out. like
1: it's kind of like you know, the economy like, people, like it's gonna fail. You kind of just gotta let it fail,
3: yeah. it's like, okay, fine, California, if you want to go commie or whatever you guys and you want some statewide health care and whatever you go ahead you do that in california and And i think the i think the
1: only thing i think the only thing that makes me nervous is all right so that happens and they don't allow people to leave (laughs) it's like what do you do then and it's like if you're not allowing And and because, and you're not allowing people to leave and other states aren't allowing people from those states to come. It's like, then we have a problem. Like, then there's a problem, you know, like that's, that's like the, like that, I think that's one of the biggest issues I see because I feel like if we have, let's say California goes communist. Well, with communism, you need a lot of, you need a lot of people need a lot of people for, well, honestly, communism would only work in small groups. But as a state and knowing how communism runs, they need a lot of fucking people to do a lot of fucking things. Mm-hmm. So if they're not allowing people to leave, is it justified in other states getting involved and allowing people to leave? Like it it just gets Damn, weird. Yeah. And then it, it's like handmaiden's tail-esque, like we're fucking underground railroading people to fucking uh Arkansas from California so they can't get brought back to California or you know the opposite let's say a red state goes very right wing authoritarian and uh you know that's like and let's say it's Arizona they go red wing straight authoritarian and we're not allowed to leave like well you know that'd be horrible like that's not something that I would want to be a part of and that's something that you'd have to make the decision as a individual to either stay and fight or dip out you know it's one of those things where That's the, that's my biggest problem with secession, but I still think that's something that can be dealt with once you get to the point of states seceding, because at the same time, like, I think the, as much as our value systems are so fucked, um, I just don't see it being, I don't see it being that bad. Like, I don't see it being like, all right, now we're, you know, whatever, but they would have to figure out, you know, passports and everything else and. And how long would yeah. that fucking Inter- take? Interstate
3: and... commerce would be a bitch probably because yeah. they would, you know, like Arizona, like, I don't know, but Arizona seems like they're kind of getting more right wing on like the border issue. And it'd be like, well, instead of a border between Mexico and Arizona, we're going to put up a border between <laughs> everywhere, you know, like yeah. California and, and New Mexico and all of it. And I... so then it would be like, wow, like, you know, can I can I come to Arizona like like I could easily do right now where I'm in Illinois and just fly to Arizona. Like, now will it be like, oh, now you need a, some sort of, I don't know, European...
1: State uh, passport or something like that. State
3: pass or something, like, yeah, like, yeah, like some union passport. But, like, that's just, like, tedious shit that's probably gonna, it's just gonna, like, we're gonna work itself out where like, once you eliminate the federal government, like, the amount of like assets that just open up in your own state that the, that that they're not robbing from your people anymore. Like yeah. all that money is being taken and taken, all those resources that are being taken from the federal government um, out of Arizona. Like now that gets to stay there and there's probably more of a like open market for them to decide with like all this shit to do and just opens up so many more opportunities that were if this wasn't here. Yeah, maybe like Arizona gets authoritarian a little bit, but like this government that you're up against is much smaller and less powerful than the big right. one that was there before.
1: Absolutely. Well, yeah, the only and, you know, I'm not a uh, not against taking out a few Phoenix PD officers, if you know what I mean. Out to <laughs> uh, lunch in- uh, out to lunch.
3: <laughs> out to lunch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah to, to sway them, to win them over intellectually and sway them to your side.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's just going to be, it's going to be one of those things. Um, I don't know if we see secession in our lifetime. I kind of hope we do. I see we might see some attempts at secession. I don't think we see a full on secession, but shit. I've been wrong before, so. <laughs>
3: yeah, yeah. You never know, dude. And, yeah. and you're like, you, it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I could see it in the future. And then like, you know, five years from now, it happens. And it was like, God, this was so obvious at the time. It was like, we yeah. we, it was so obvious this was going to happen. But we just didn't. We have no idea because so much could change. I mean, if right. all this election stuff comes out in Arizona, like that's a huge thing for like, the people of Arizona really feel like their vote does not count in this union. Yep. Like that's a big fucking deal, dude. Like this is yep. like their milestone of democracy. Like You have the right to vote. Like this the is building the foundations. Block. Yeah. Like this is like basic, every vote counts and you're you get to pick your representative for our democracy and like all this bullshit kind of just goes out the window if you feel if people are starting to feel like their vote doesn't matter anymore yeah which is amazing i'm so yeah. excited for that
1: <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm interested to see how that works like i'm i'll have to do a little bit deep dive in katie hobbs's thing and maybe i can uh we can talk about it on the next episode. Maybe we get a guest on or something like that and they can talk about it. I wonder if our, uh, if our buddy from um, the Mises caucus, if he knows some more about it, you know, I'm talking about here in, in Arizona.
3: Yeah. We've had him on the pod before. Yeah.
1: I don't. Yeah. So maybe, maybe he knows a little bit more about it and we can grab him and throw him on and he can explain it a little bit more, but I'll try and do a deep dive into it. But yes, the session people thinking votes don't matter anymore. Fucking Fauci getting 400 million dollars in royalties from Pfizer, fucking all this shit. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. The more people find out about this shit, it's going to be super interesting because people are going to start getting pissed.
3: Yeah, you're just getting more and more people that are losing faith in this yep. system. And in, and I I mean, you know, we would prefer them to go down the line of thinking that we have you know politically but just more people losing faith in the system in general i think is all around a good thing
1: absolutely absolutely i think that's a good place to end it you said it perfectly um that's the fucking shit show i hope you guys enjoyed it typo you got any last words uh i do
3: not thanks for listening it's been fun We're almost at 200, dude.
1: (laughs) Oh, shit. I I don't even, since I haven't, you've been doing all that, I don't even know what episode we're on anymore.
3: I think this will be 190, I believe. Yeah,
1: I gotta, I gotta figure out, maybe, maybe 200, I'll figure out, like, my workaround on YouTube. And then we can, like, start posting video again. But, until then, I gotta figure out the whole YouTube shit, if I can appeal whatever's going on on our fucking thing, but. Uh, we'll see we'll see yeah. maybe 200 but we revamp this bullshit
3: <laughs> <laughs> well in 200 well in 10 so 10 days or 10 episodes 10 weeks. so that's like yeah like a month and a, two months and a half so you got
1: a long time <laughs> yeah we'll, i'll try and figure it out guys i'll try and figure it out um yeah that's the fucking shit show i hope you guys enjoyed it we out